Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seg Station. This man that has a nickname always allowed to say with no shame. Thursday, February 4th, 2021. Hope all's well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Seglin here. You're listening to Seg Station Podcast. Got some company coming through today as well. Got my dude, Iso Boosh, coming through. Got some PGA Tour to discuss Super Bowl 55 and some NBA to get into with Rich. Hot takes Letty looking like he's coming through in about 20 or so. Should be fire. Appreciate all, all the love and support for the podcast. As always, you can follow along on my Instagram page and Twitter page at Seggy Station. Also got the podcast out on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Hopefully get your podcast there. Right now, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Sega Straight Talk Microphone. It's always direct. Time to reflect. I believe Boosh is here. Should get this fired up, see what's good with this kid. Yo! Yeah, what's good, man? What's good, Boosh? Nothing much. What are you up to? How you doing? You know, just chilling, living. Doing good? Yeah, everyone's good. Just been playing 2K. You cut out there a little bit. Yeah, you haven't even played with me at all. I don't know what's good, but my guy's getting better. Uh, speaking of the video games, real quick, before we get into any of sports, you were all hyped about the uh, EA Sports dropping the uh, NCAA football. Bro, they got to bring back the uh, NBA Street and NFL Street. Fuck the uh, NCAA football. Like, Tell me you used to play uh, EA Sports Street games before we get into any of the sports because those games are way better than that college football. I definitely used to play the. I played NFL Street One and Two, and then I didn't really like the the on Volume Two. Those are fire on PlayStation Two. Yeah, for some reason you're cutting it out, but I heard you on the back end there. Uh, what's good? You've been following the uh the golf. Obviously, it's been getting you all. It could be on my end. My stuff's been being weird all day, but. I'm cutting in and out too. Here, let me see if I can go near my router. I can hear you better now. You've been following the golf? Alright, say that again. I was cutting in and out there. You've been following the golf? Yeah, I watched a little Tory Pines. It was good. Um, I don't know. It was exciting. How about you? Uh, no, I won't watch any tournaments unless Tiger's in them. I mean, that's like a real thing for me. But I did see in this tournament, um, Torrey Pines played 210 over par in round two, making it the highest score to par in the second round since 1983. Uh, they had some like, it was cra- raining out there. yeah, crazy course conditions. And then, uh, obviously controversy around, uh, Patrick Reed and, situation that happened with him but he winds up winning the tournament his ninth career uh pga tour win but just a reminder on that day that it was uh the second round that it was horrible uh victor hovland he shot seven under bro that dude's real he's gonna win some tournaments and if you're betting golf make sure you're betting on victor hovland uh but yeah so patrick reed is definitely a cheater he's cheated multiple times and uh it's definitely kind of uh, makes him, let's just say the most hated dude in golf. Cause he is, but just for like Definitely the fan too. Yeah. Like the average fan and the golf guy like me, like not easy for me to like Patrick Reed, but 
in that particular situation, like, to be honest, he technically didn't cheat. He could have gone against the, or he could have gone about getting the ruling, uh, much, much, uh, different, which would have made it less like looking like he cheated because Rory McIlroy got the same ruling literally that same day. So I don't know, but what are your thoughts on Patrick Reed? Biggest scumbag in golf? Cause I think he is. Yeah, I definitely think, but I mean, I think it's good for golf though too, because you know everyone needs a villain, and he's definitely the villain of golf. And the thing with Rory though too, I heard that the a spectator stepped on his ball, and that's why they let him know that it was embedded because it didn't. What's the ruling? It has to go in on its own, right? So if it's in, embedded, that means it's like uh, like underneath the ground, right? Yeah, but here's the thing with like the rules of golf now, which is like a real thing, and like uh. I don't think too many people know this. Like, they changed the rules of golf come the start of last year, right before, yeah, right about, right. right before the pandemic. And to be completely honest, they made them a lot more um, simpler to understand to the like to the average golfer, to someone like starting out golf. And they made a lot a lot more uh, common sense driven. But it did make the rules a lot more murky, particularly for competitive golf and for PGA Tour golf, in my opinion. So this is where you're going to have situations like this come up. And, you know, Patrick Reed, it's the type of dude that he is. Like, I I don't like him because of it, but, like, he he's, he probably cheated. And, like, it's, it's, like, what he's done before. Like, once a cheater, always a cheater, in my opinion. Like, you're either going to, like, support him for, like, winning tournaments or you're not. Like, bro, the dude's literally won tournaments and, like, got caught cheating. So, like... I don't know. They didn't give him any penalty in this. He could have still won because he had the audacity to cheat with like a four-stroke lead. So he could have taken a penalty technically for cheating and still probably won the tournament. Also something crazy to me. But nah, to be real, like I ain't watching golf unless Tiger's playing. And the fact that he's kind of like bummed out right now kind of sucks. And being Black History Month, shouting out Tiger. You know, him being the first black player to win the Masters and all the things that, you know, he's brought to the game. It's uh, it's tough not seeing him, and it's tough seeing him go through another back surgery. It's his fourth one in that particular instance, his fifth overall, and like he's had obviously ACL and other injuries. So I don't know, man. I don't know if I'll ever be able to see the Tiger that I once loved, and it's kind of a shame when I see Tom Brady out here saying he's going to pl- play past the age of 45 in the game of football. It's fucking bullshit in my opinion, but... um. Let's get into some of the NFL and the Super Bowl. What's good? You, who you think who you think's winning the Super Bowl? I've been saying Chiefs all week, but I don't know. Just something betting against Brady just kind of turns my stomach a little bit. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> bad things happen when he's the underdog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the th- the only thing that worries me in this game is the fact that I think the Bucks front defensive front and linebacker core is extremely underrated. And you're going to have two, potentially three starting offensive linemen out for the Kansas City Chiefs. Never mind the fact that they just had a situation with, uh, here's the thing, the uh, fate gate or the fade gate, whatever you want to call it. You still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Sorry. Uh, bro, the fade gate where the barber almost fucking ruined everything for all of us football fans, but, like, thankfully he didn't. I mean, the dude's got half a haircut, like, whatever, like, roll with it, but I don't know if he was going to play anyways. I do think the offensive lineman being out, not even because of COVID, is going to matter, and I do think 
getting to the Super Bowl and hopefully not getting any of these players with COVID with a particular instinct like like that happening is uh, important. But all be all, all that being said, I do think the game will be played hopefully Sunday. I do think the Kansas City Chiefs will win the game. I do think they'll win it pretty handily due to a few key stats, which I do have for you, uh, do have for you, Boosh. I think experience is going to matter in this situation, not only with Andy Reid and the coaching situation, but you got 31 players on the Kansas City Chiefs that have won a Super Bowl. Obviously, they're looking to go back-to-back. Only four on the Tampa Bay Bucks. When I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they've had 7.9 big players per game, which is second in the NFL, Bucks ranked 16th. And there's all these stats on Tom Brady over the past uh, couple weeks having some great throws. I got into it with Chu yesterday. It's pretty easy to make those throws when dudes are wide open, in my opinion. That's what that's what they were. Maybe because of the defense fucking selling it? I don't know. But dudes were wide open. To me, that's not great. Here's the thing. When he was throwing it downfield, trying to hum into some of those situations, he had three interceptions. He had th- a few interceptions in that Saints game, I believe, as well. And I believe he's going to have some interceptions in this game. And if he does, they're not going to win this game. Because you know how many points you got to score to beat a Pat Mahomes-led football team? 35-plus. He's only had nine losses in his entire career. He's not lost a playoff game in seven straight games. And you have to score 35-plus points to beat him. You have to score in a shootout. Like, you have to. Even go look back at last year's Super Bowl. They were down 20-10 to heading into the fourth quarter. What was the final score of that game? It was like 31-20. Scored like 21 points in the fucking fourth quarter. Like, bro, they will put up points at any time as long as there's time on the clock. And I don't think Brady can do that anymore. That's why they're going to lose this game. And when they do, Pat Mahomes, in my opinion, not that he hasn't already, will will be in that GOAT conversation with more accolades, probably a Super Bowl MVP and another Super Bowl trophy. So it's going to get real interesting depending how the, how this game plays out. But I'm really looking forward to it and hoping COVID doesn't ruin it. Uh, did you see the picture of the guy with half his haircut? Yes. That was the funniest thing ever, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, that's wild. I think even if they get COVID, the NFL is going to make them play somehow. You know what I mean? They're not going to have Pat or anyone miss this game. Um, but, yeah, give me the Chiefs all day. That's who I'm putting my wallet on. But if... Just something irks me. The something in my stomach says Brady can pull this one out. You never know. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Classic. Well, they're 2-2 two and two against each other. Mahomes has averaged 384.6. Brady, 301. Chiefs have put up 121 points. Bucks have put, or Brady's put up 120 because he wasn't with the Bucks entirely. It, they, they've been close, the games. And, you know, they played in Week 12. Mahomes had a career day. Tyreek Hill had a career day. You go back and remember that game. Dude had 200-something yards in the first quarter and three touchdowns. Like, it was incredible. Mahomes had the second most in the first opening quarter uh, in the last 40 seasons. So, yeah, dude, this dude wants to pop off against Brady, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does it. He's unbelievable, and I think people kind of tend to forget that because they're like, oh, shit, look at Brady with all these accolades. And that's just my thing with Brady, man. Like, I think people that either listen to me or listen to my pod or like like listen to my pod either are with me or listen to it because they know I'm like just very arrogant with Brady or whatever it is. It's not even that. He's a great player and obviously he's done great things, bro. He's played over 20 years. Like 
That's kind of my whole thing, though. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, like, if he plays more, it's going to be crazy. But to me, this is his last shot at winning a Super Bowl. And having to go up against Mahomes is going to be tough, bro. It's going to be real tough. He's going to have to rely on Leonard Fournette, who has three touchdowns and is averaging 102 scrimmage yards in these playoffs. He's going to have to rely on Murphy Bunting, who has three interceptions in these playoffs. And to me, that matters. Levante David and some of these guys getting sacks, four sacks on Aaron Rodgers. Like, a lot of this run has to do with their defense, has to do with their rushing attack that Leonard Fournette really came out of nowhere, basically. Ronald Jones still contributing. But Brady, in my opinion, Chewy was trying to tell me yesterday, and I love Chew, but he tried to tell me yesterday, and I've been hearing this too. He's not the only one. I've been hearing NFL analysts say this, that Tom Brady is looking better now than he was when he was 25. And if you're looking me in the face and telling me that, you're just flat out fucking lying. Maybe just like I am that he's the GOAT. But here's the thing. I I feel like I got valid evidence to be like, here we go. And then Rich always goes, well, who's, my, who's your GOAT? Well, here's my thing. And I've been listening to a lot of this conversation because it's been two weeks of it on Sports Talk Radio. Bro, I'm not fucking old enough to have watched Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, Troy Aikman, some of these guys that probably are in that conversation, but I just haven't seen them, similar to the Michael Jordan debate. Like, yeah, I'm sure Michael Jordan's the GOAT, but I think LeBron can pass him, and I think he's getting real close with everything that's happened with LeBron in the back end of his career in his 18th year. So that's just kind of my point on it. It's preference. I saw DK Metcalf giving his uh, lists and shit. When you give lists, when you have sports talk, it's preference. I'm not bashing Brady. I just think if he loses another Super Bowl and goes out not on top where he had the chance to in New England, hey, it's not going to be good if it's that case. That's just my take on it, and we'll see if he can do anything. I don't even think they should be there. It's crazy that they are they are there, and I will give him that. It's an interesting conversation. Like, is Brady, I think Brady's definitely better now than he was when he was his rookie year, his first couple years in New England when they were winning Super Bowls. Like, he's a smarter player. He, I mean, the game changed where they can run RPOs and stuff, Where and he's just kind of accuracy down the field. But, I mean, I would say Brady's way better now than he was in his first couple of years with the Pats. No? I just think the only way you would be able to say that is because he has better talent around him now than he ever has. And to me, it has nothing to do with Brady. And people trying to say that his arm strength is like better enough. Anything, it might be the same. There's no way this man just instantly got more arm strength as he aged. Like, I just hear shit because this man is like, what, the greatest accolade person of all time? Like, it's just fucking bullshit, dude. And I just cannot wait for this guy to be gone. Like, Good for you. Great career. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't know. That's just me. I'm think. I'm thinking that like, oh, you're talking me into the Bucks even more. You're telling me how good their the supporting cast is. Um, you're telling me how good their defense is. You're talking me right right into the Bucks, man. Yeah, you want to know the, you want to know the reason why it's not gonna matter though is because you got Pat Mahomes on the other side. Like yeah, I said, man. I mean, this dude, there's no way he's not putting up 30 points in this game. So you better hope Brady's not turning it over like he was in the pr- previous two playoff games. I'm just thinking the Bucks want to keep the score low. Yeah, good luck doing that. Yeah, good 
about doing that, but no, seriously. Over 20 Chiefs players and staff were scheduled to get haircuts with a barber who tested positive for COVID-19 yesterday. The Chiefs pulled the barber mid-haircut. I got the picture up of the dude with the half haircut. It's literally hilarious. But nah, for real, like, if they had not figured that out, like, alright, first of Test the barber before he starts giving the haircuts, bro. And then, like, you don't get the results back. Oh, whatever. Just give the haircuts anyways. Like, I, it's just, like, shit like this now is getting ridiculous for me. Like, it's, like, stories like this that I see where it's, like, bro, you could have been a little smarter about it with, like, the Super Bowl three days away. Like, bro, you really need a haircut right now to get fucking freshed up for what? The fucking game that you're about to have, then your last game of the year for, like, six, seven months? Like, bro. Just another reason that I look at this shit and I'm like, dude, this is fixed. This is bullshit. This is all kinds of shit with the NFL. I'm like, really? This is the story that comes out this week, three days before. Dude's literally getting fucking a haircut from a dude who tests pods. It's just crazy, bro. Like, I know we're living in a pandemic world, but like the stuff that I see nowadays, like I was just through heading through Middletown, bro. They got a, they got a, like a vaccine set up right near Wesleyan or whatever, right on the right. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, bro. That shit's guarded by like the army dog, like straight up. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, look at the dude. Looks like the dude's got a gun and shit. I'm like, what is good, dude? Like, what a people trying to steal the. Like, I'm like, this is getting crazy, dog. So like, I don't know. You got any comment on this story? I just thought it was wild that it came out this week. And and hopefully they can get to the game and not have dudes popping up. Because they already had, like, some cl- contract tracing and all the bullshit that goes along with that. It's Just get the game in, bro. Like, you made it all year so far. I don't know. I'm surprised these teams, like, aren't locked up completely. And just, like, not being able to see anyone, you know. Just, I... Why aren't they in a bubble right now? They're going to be two weeks ahead. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense to me. I just don't think they're going to play whether they have COVID or not. So, yeah, like I said, like you said, just get the game in. Yeah, it just seems like they're they're doing it a little bit sketchy. I don't know. Like, I don't know why they would do it that way and, and have Pat Mahomes and all these guys potentially getting a dude that hasn't been tested for the virus giving you haircuts. When you're about to be playing in the Super Bowl. And it's like, bro, we just saw in the World Series this shit happen. And it's like, really? You want this to happen if you're the NFL in the Super Bowl? It's just... Come on, bro. Clean it up if you're the NFL. It's just crazy to me. Uh, I know Rich didn't want to talk about it. And he should be here in a second. So I wanted to see if you had any take on it. Did you see the uh, incident with LeBron and uh, courtside Karen? I definitely did. You definitely got did. you got any comment on that? LeBron is such a baby, dude. Like, I get, like, you can get into it with fans. Like, first of all, I didn't even know there was fans at the games right now, to be honest with you. like. Let me give you a quick update. Let me give you a quick update on that. Nine out of 30 NBA teams are allowing fans. Houston's at 25% compa- uh, percent capacity. The incident happened in Atlanta where they were at 8%. Comp- 8% capacity, which is more like the NBA is doing. Well, here's my thing with this, and I was chatting with my dad about it. It was similar to my take on it with the NFL. Bro, why even have this going on where it seems like, oh, well, some people can have fans, but not all. How is that not only fair to some of the owners, but, like, the competitive advantage in the game? Like, dude, just make it universal, in my opinion. Like, either let everybody have 8% capacity, or let nobody have capacity. Like, why is it 9 out of 30 
And I don't know. It just seems to be crazy. But yeah, go ahead. Um. Yeah. I mean, especially with that, like nine. It's all the state laws, which sucks. You know what I mean? Everything's different in every state, and I. And I definitely think it is a competitive advantage to have uh, fans at the games, no doubt. Because I mean, you saw it in Green Bay, even though they lost that game. Like I feel. Yeah. Um, even in K- Kansas City, I feel like it's rowdy there. And then LeBron, I just think he's the biggest baby of all time. Like, come on, you're getting into it with this lady on the sidelines. Like, there's fans all the time. It's only because it's quiet in the arena that, you know, they can hear him now, like, real clear. They were probably just getting into it, and then he just was being a bitch, said, get her gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know. I was watching that game, bro, and I'm, I thought they stopped the game, like, on some sketchy shit. Like, oh, shit, somebody tested pot. Because I'm like, yo, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, I see, like, the refs up in the stands, and I'm like, what is good? And this bitch has her mask down, and she's, like, swearing at LeBron. And I'm just like, bro, I don't know. Like, to me, that was a bad look, and LeBron's getting a bad rap because of that. But, no, I'd agree with you in a sense where, like, it seemed like he... I don't know. He said after the fact he didn't think he deserved to get kicked out. I don't know. You being a little harsh on LeBron, I think, bro. Uh, I think he just said that after the fact to kind of save himself from being a, a <laughs> candidate. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Maybe. If you're a fan at the game, like, I mean, you shouldn't be cussing or nothing at people, but, like, if that's part of the experience, you know what I mean? Getting to talk to the players and, you know, talking trash, who cares? Yeah. That's I was telling that Jordan, to Chew though. I was telling if that we're gonna, if we're gonna pair, compare that to Jordan, Jordan would feed off that and just give give him fifty like he did to Spike Lee all those years. Yeah, I did want to ask you, uh, quick too. Did you think it's gonna be uh advantage for the Bucks playing at home? I think yeah. I think we talked about that last time a little bit. I feel like you know they're staying sleeping in their home beds. Um, and, you know, I think it's definitely an advantage for them. You know, having their – probably most of their fans are going to be there. I mean, I wouldn't see how Tampa fans are not going to be more than Kansas City fans. You know what I mean? So we'll see yeah. if it plays out. We'll see if they get some offsides. They are allowing the vaccinated workers in, which is cool. So you might get a mix. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it'd be, I assume it'd be more uh, box, but – Bro, when I just go look at some of the stats on that, too, like, Tom Brady was better on the road this year, and including this playoff run, like, bro, his record at home was 5-3. and three. He had 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions when he was at home. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be like, oh, man, like, this dude plays way better at home, like we would have said about the Packers and Rodgers, like, playing at home against them, and it didn't really turn out to do much. So, I still look at that, and I'd still just – favor toward Mahomes like bro the only way the Bucks win this game is if Mahomes isn't like on his game and like we haven't seen that in the last 26 starts the dude's 25 and 1 or whatever it is like we haven't seen that in a long time so I'd be interested to see Rich should hopefully be here in a second I'll try and text him but uh you you see the uh Brett Favre comments on the the Sean Watson thing yeah definitely I think that's kind of wild. Like, what if you want to get into what he said first, or yeah, like I have the record. I dude, I have the recording which I wanted to play. Let me see if I can cue this up. But like, yeah, absolutely wild comments. Um, 
basically he's saying like that you shouldn't I mean I was getting I got the perception that he shouldn't have an opinion you know what I mean like you're getting paid all this money like you shouldn't have an opinion you should just go out there and play which like if I was on a shit team I would want to get off it you know what I mean yeah I want him to be a mentor here you go Oh, this was this is a good one too. Listen to this. Hey, hey, Bush. That's uh, Dick Lemire. He's like, I think he's 84 now. Legendary head coach. Brett Favre. What is he? 50? Like, okay, Hall of Fame quarterback. You know what my knock is on people coming back? And if you're gonna talk bad about your sport, like, I don't understand that. But like, coming back and you've been removed from the game for maybe decades. It's changed, bro. And the problem I have not only with that in sports. But I've seen it now when since I've been a member of the PGA in the in the section, bro. It's like, bro, I couldn't have a shot to get into like a position there because it's just the same old generation of people just getting cycled in because that's who everyone knows. It's like, bro, it you're never gonna get a new say if you don't just go outside the box for a second and like think like, oh, maybe this is a different situation rather than coming in and shitting on it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really catch what he said at the end. He was talking about. Can you can you summarize what he's talking? I I couldn't really hear it. He's basically saying that like you shouldn't be able to demand anything. Like, who's coaching this guy? Who's the general manager of this guy? Like, why why is he doing this? It's like an old school and- mentality where like, dude, the player empowerment thing is just like a real thing, bro. And like, you go look at the Sean Watson's numbers this year. You go look at like everything that's been going on this year for Deshaun Watson, like. There's no denying that the dude's got at least some leverage in the fact that he's a great player and deserves a little bit better from the organization. I think that's all that really matters in this conversation. They haven't done that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like, players shouldn't be involved in, like, personnel moves as far as, like, who stays on the team or, like, involving their teammates. But, like, they should at least ask him his opinion on who he wants to be the coach. Like, he's the franchise quarterback. He's going to be with them the whole time so like come on at least ask him like who should be the coach like he should be involved in that decision no yeah i agree well that's also part of the problem is like they did do that but then they lied and and didn't go follow through with any of the stuff exactly so i'd be pissed too if i was deshaun watson i don't want to get the fuck out of there bring him to washington <laughs> <laughs> yeah you wish bro if that happens that'd be huge though for you and i'd be pretty i'd pretty pretty upset rich is here what's good rich up, boys? How's it going? Chilling. Me and Boosh is talking a little Super Bowl, a little NFL, a little Deshaun Watson mix-up with Brett Favre comments. Don't know if you saw those. Kind of just hashing it out a little bit. Um, I think. Uh, 
Bush pick? I already know who Seggy picked because he won't ever pick Brady. But who'd Bush pick? I said that um, I was like I was all over the Chiefs, but there's just something in my stomach that is like Brady's gonna be an underdog in this game, and like just makes me think that like should I bet against Brady? Like you know what I mean? Hey Bush, this is the thing about my pod, and let me just also say something real quick too. I'm also a little livid with you. It's like, hey, bro, you've been on the pod a couple times and you can't plug it a little bit or even get your girlfriend to follow the page. Like, what the fuck is good? Like, you're fucking a piece of shit. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. Anyways, uh, <laughs> here's the thing, bro. Um, shit, now I don't even know what I wanted to say because I'm so pissed at you. Uh, nah, I've been, pu- I've been telling all my friends, dude. They said I saw Boosh. They love it. They love it. Yeah, of course they do. The, uh... No, I think I don't even know what I was trying to say because I'm just fucking retarded now. But whatever. Who do you who you got winning? Uh, Rich, I'm Rich. all over the joint. I mean, I feel Boosh. It's kind of the same thing with like LeBron or the Spurs in the past. Like you don't bet against the team or the guy that always gets it done. But if I just think about it from a football perspective and not just Tom Brady being great perspective, I got to go with the Chiefs. I mean. The, the Buccaneers best. I mean, oh. have decent, have, the Buccaneers have a decent defense, but their best quality is stopping the run. The Chiefs don't run the football ever. Like they don't care if they run it three times in the fucking game, and they've gotten torched a couple games in the passing game. And now you're facing Patrick Mahomes, so it's tough for me to bet against the Chiefs. I'd honestly like to see the Bucks win because I know the Chiefs are going to get plenty in the future i'd imagine so i'd like to see the bucks win but I'm yeah not see these are the type of takes that i this is, I, rem- I remember what i needed to say to you now bush when i ask you like who i want you to pick in a game i don't want any of that rich take that i just got which is like oh well i'm ruined this is the chiefs but like i really Bro, want can, the bucks to win you gotta give me a score you gotta give me a score yeah you gotta yeah let me get a score let me get a score bet money I will bet money on the Chiefs to win the game. However, if I was not betting money on the Chiefs to win the game, I would probably end up rooting for the Bucks because the Chiefs are going to have theirs in a few more years. But everything inside of me, if I'm just looking at it from a football perspective, tells me the Chiefs should win the game. Me, it's like I'm going to put my money on the Chiefs too, but it's just I know I'm going to be look like an idiot Monday morning because Brady's going to do something crazy and they're going to get the W somehow, you know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking. Nah, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Uh, I did see a couple crazy stats that I got to throw in real quick. It's, uh, you know, a 30-second commercial during the Super Bowl is priced at $5.5 million. Did you guys see that? Indeed. Indeed's got one in the first quarter. They just showed it to us today. Wow, dude! I'm glad they're making enough money to put that out. Chris Godwin makes seven hundred sixty-eight thousand a year. That's uh, that's pretty wild. Um, did you guys see that a survey says thirteen percent of NFL fans think Super Bowl fifty-five is invalid? I was a little curious on that. You guys got any thoughts on that? I feel like I've heard a bunch of people saying it's rigged. You know what I mean? Like, the NFL is just so rigged yeah. that they're just, like, done with it. You know I bet, I mean? yeah. Especially when they're saying that CBS ends the their game and saying it's a presentation. It's not a game. It's a presentation. So, I've heard that going around the league, especially with the Larry Johnson comments. I know he's crazy, but he's like, yo, 
that the NFL is just rigged. It's just a story. So here's the thing. I've been saying that a little bit. I've been <laughs> I've been not been on out there all the way, but like I'm kind of worried about it. Rich sent me a Snapchat <laughs> of some girl uh, in his fucking Indian group that was like saying that, and I'm like, bro, the more people that are saying this, it's probably like it's probably true. Cause like I don't know, like t- Chewy yesterday trying to tell me that those dudes, oh Brady's torched him in the first half. Bro, those defenders, they must have been selling the game, I think, bro. I think it's fucking rigged. All right, I'm going to talk to you guys later because I'm not coming on here to talk about absolutely ridiculous conspiracy theories. What the – like, what is this? Are we – you're – we've done this once in the past. I don't think it. I don't think it. You can – you can – if you want to tell me that teams are trying to tank games at some point or even that, like – officials like we've seen it in the nba like the story that came out like even that officials are doing something like i'm not going to like who knows i'm not gonna have a conversation about it but like sure it could be possible i bet everything there is that dudes on the field are not going out there working their whole lives to get to the nfl and being like gotta blow this one all right let's let him get open like nah dude they're playing the best athletes in the world they got torched that's what happened they they went up against someone that was better than them like if you want to do some ref conspiracy theory shit, I'm not doing it, but fine. The players are not throwing fucking games out there. Get out of here. All right. Rich is coming in there and, in and the t- throwing it down. Rich. Like, I don't think the players are blowing it, but I, I wouldn't surprise me if the refs had some something. And I don't know. It's but. like they're, they're all the best of the best, but like the gap between like the best of the best of the best and the guys in the NFL is like a decent sized gap. Like dudes get fucking torched out there. That's how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the game plays out. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it happens, and hopefully there's no more COVID incidents the rest of this week. Uh, zero positive tests through January 27th. Out of 482 players tested in the NBA, seems like they cleaned it up a little bit, Rich, in terms of the, the players testing positive. Uh, good enough to have an NBA All-Star game and some contest on March 7th in Atlanta. Um, as the report came out yesterday, was curious of if you had any thoughts on that and what you kind of thought. I really hope they have all the contests, and in which case, if they're having the whole thing, which they're saying it's just going to be on a one night thing, hopefully they can get it where it's obviously um, not harmful to any of the you know players getting the fucking oh, shit. Oh, I didn't so. know that. It's a, it's a, they're trying to do it in one night. Yeah, it's just one night, all the contests and uh, the game. So they definitely wouldn't be having the rookie game or the. Like what, what's the other game? Celebrity. I mean, the celebrity game sucks. They definitely won't be doing that. Yeah, no, it's all star game. It, it's all star game and three point <laughs> contest and dunk, which I okay. was like, bro, why no, you leaving? No, no I'm like, skills. why you leaving out the skills challenge? That's the so dumb. Challenge. Um, that's fine. I mean, most people aren't getting, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'd like for them to have it. It's fine to watch, but like most people aren't getting hyped up for the skills challenge. So I guess they probably are just like, all right, fuck it. We only have so much time in one night. So, yeah, we get to see uh, that. Honestly, be pretty cool though. Like sometimes I don't know. I feel like sometimes if the three point contest can only be so exciting, and depending on the year, the dunk contest is a real hit or miss. Like Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, Derek Jones have given us some good ones, but there were some years in like the twenty fifteen to like I don't even know, like twenty fourteen to twenty like seventeen eighteen, where it was getting real rough in there, where they were switching up a little bit. So like, I like that you'll have like three point dunk and then into all star game like. I don't know. It just makes it a little bit more exciting, even if an individual event isn't great. Boosh, any thought on the uh, NBA having an all-star game after originally saying they weren't going to have one and weren't going to have any of the contests? 
I don't know if you saw what DeAndre Fox said the other day. I think it was today, actually. He was like, um, yo, I don't even know why they're playing this game, like, especially with, like, all the COVID stuff. He was, like, definitely against having the All-Star game. And, I don't know, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I get it's money, it's generating for the league, but if we're trying to be the safest, would we really have an All-Star game? Yeah, so I was basically saying this to Rich the other day where, you know, the NBA put out the first half. Part two is supposed to come in the early of March, and it's like, Rich obviously said they're going to have the game because of the money factor, and yeah, obviously we're going to watch it, but like, do I think they should be doing it? Like, probably not, after you come out and said you didn't want to have it because of, you know, the safety and the factor and all the stuff that goes along with that, obviously, in a, in a spot where, It just doesn't seem to be smart when you're trying to get through a whole season when you're seeing what's going on, obviously, with other professional sporting leagues. And you have gotten through the season relatively unscathed with, obviously, a couple of incidents. So, I don't know. It's just, you see, I'm, I don't know where I'm at anymore because it's like, bro, how long are we going to go? Like, we're going to just keep going, like, like, years and years of just, like, giving up, obviously, things that we used to do. And, obviously, we can't do the same things we used to do, but, like, giving up those opportunities or revenue for th- those places of business. It's like, I don't know, man. I-, I don't want people getting sick and I don't want people dying. But at the same time, like, I don't never want to be able to go to a sports game. So, like, I don't ever want to also not see the All-Star game or the dunk contest again. Should they ever right now? I'm not sure. But after saying you weren't now pushing for it, if you get a couple spikes on teams after this, to me, that's just going to be t- hindsight twenty twenty, right? But like, it, it probably could be the case, right? I mean, it's they're not <clears throat> they're not going right into it though. Like the All Star, I'm I'm sure they take like a day or two, get out there, and then it's the All Star break, and all this is happening in one night. So these dudes are going to be tested before they're back with their like. I guess the risk for like whatever it is, the twenty four dudes that get invited or the twenty dudes that get invited, however however many it is, like it, there's a potential risk there, but I don't think they're gonna be spreading it to their teams. Like they're gonna be back in their like home area tested before they're even back with their team, I'm sure. So I, I, I think there, there's a potential risk for the guys that are going, but I don't I don't think a list uh, risk to infect like teammates or anything really. Yeah, word. Uh all right, so I got a few things to get through in the NBA before you gotta go, Rich. Uh the Bucks, they were Two and six in their last eight games, and then they go two and zero in two straight blowouts. I don't know if you saw last night. I mean, Giannis is out here taking pictures in the fourth quarter. It's a fucking joke to him. Uh, but no, they're gelling a little bit. Drew Holiday is playing better. Forbes and Augustine, who you've talked about, are shooting better. Um, they do have more losses than obviously a lot of people predicted with them having the best record in the NBA the past two seasons. But I was kind of on the money with that. But they are looking a little better. I think now third in the East. Uh, you have them moving up the board a little bit in the power rankings, just in terms of if you had one set. I would say the Bucks are kind of like maybe the Lakers this year, like how we've treated James Harden in past years. Like I don't really care what they do in the regular season. Like we we kind of know what it is. I'm sure they could win some more games if they were going 100. percent Budenholzer, Giannis has played a little more the last few games. Budenholzer's Holzer's always limited his guys' minutes, even in the postseason too, which is weird, not playing in big minutes. Like, I'm sure they could win more of these games than they are going through a little cold stretch, but I'm not too concerned. They're just one of those teams where, like, whether they're, yeah, you'd rather be the one seed, but whether you're the one and the four seed, it's like you better win in the playoffs. Like, doesn't matter if you finish with, like, you know, a five-game win differential to me. Like, we'll, we'll see if you can finally do it in the playoffs. Like, kind of like we've treated James Harden in the past, kind of like 
you know, if the Lakers fell to a four seed, don't think most people would be concerned. They, it's, it's about the playoffs for them. So uh, that's kind of how I feel about the Bucs. Boosh, the Bucs obviously could be a concern for your C's who got a big week uh, win in uh, the past couple days, I think, as well. But the Sixers are 12-0 and when they're starting their usual starting five. I think there's something to be concerned about as well. Who concerns you more, Sixers or Bucks? Bucks playing a little better, not starting out as hot. Sixers really outperforming expectations, and I think one of the cream of the crop in the East right now. I saw that uh, Sixers starting fire five tweet, and I said, "Ew to that." It was like Seth Curry, uh, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and who uh, Ben Simmons. I was like, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that starting five. Give me, give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks all day. All right, Boosh is a little more concerned about the Bucks. I think the Bucks have been gelling, and we'll see. We'll see what's good. Two blowout wins, Giannis with a triple double, playing a lot better. Rich, updating the rookie ladder for you right now off of NBA.com. Lamelo Ball first, Tyrese Halliburton second, James Wiseman third. Weeks late, but yeah. James Wiseman third, Anthony Edwards fourth, Emmanuel quickly cracking the top five. What's good? He's, he's above Wiseman. Wiseman is get, – get out of here. He's missed games. I know quickly he's not had, had some not great games. But, like, Wiseman, if you just literally watch the games, like I've said this in the past on here, like, obviously I watch my Knicks games, but I watch a lot of the West Coast games because I like to stay up late and watch them. Like, I watch a lot of the Warriors games, so usually, like, the late night 10-30 game. James Wiseman does not look like an above-average basketball player. He is not a better basketball player than Kevin, Kevin Looney, who was replacing him. Uh, when he got hurt like he's just a rookie who they're playing because he has potential to be better absolutely but right now he's nothing more than like getting some putbacks grabbing some rebounds coming his way he's getting yelled at by Draymond every play not in, a, not in an aggressive way but in like a it's like Chris Chris Paul does it with DeAndre and Chris Paul screams at DeAndre in all the game just literally screams at him all game it's, it's hilarious to watch um but no uh, Emmanuel quickly is over James Wiseman to me I've but the, uh, Lonzo's first, Halbert and I've had second for a few weeks now. Uh, Anthony Albert's Edwards, probably. Yeah, yes. Anthony Edwards probably above quickly still. So I'd, I'd go Edwards for Wiseman five, Boosh. unless I'm forgetting someone. Boosh, you've been, like, uh, been following the uh, Precious Achua, uh, yeah. a couple other guys blowing on yeah, the back end. Pretty hard off, yeah. Um, Boosh, you got any comment on that top five right there, rookie ladder? You good? Your audio just went wild. You alive? Uh, it's better now, I think. You good? You got any comment on the fucking rookie ladder? Or are you good? <laughs> uh, sorry, your audio just went wild. All right, you got the you got the rookies or what? You like the rookies in the NBA or not? I like Lamelo Ball a lot. Yeah, Rich called him Lonzo, and you got to clean that up, bro. You can't be calling Lamelo Lonzo. Uh, Talking too fast. Didn't mean to do that. All right, so got to shout this out because Rich is a big Zion guy. Thirty-three games with twenty-plus points through forty-three career games. The only other person to do that is MJ. He's putting up the accolades. He's got an incredible field goal percentage, and you go look at his shot chart, it's all inside the paint, man. He's dunk. He's bruiser. He's a guy that can't really, in my opinion, play make. He's only got two assists in not only his rookie year, but this year averaging the entire throughout those games. So 
not playmaking, not shooting, not able to really do much else, and not really a great defender. So when I look at Zion, yeah, he's splashy, but when you go look at the Pelicans' record and you go look at where they're at right now, not great. So kind of interesting to see how the Pelicans play out the rest of this year with JJ obviously on the chopping block, Alonzo even potentially with the trade deadline now, I think about a month away, month and a half. We'll see what the Pelicans do. Literally, I think 13th, 14th in the West right now. Not much better than the Wolves, which is, that's not great. Any comment on that, boys? I think you got to leave the chat and come back. Maybe my audio is all weird. What? You hear that? Yeah, I can hear you, Boosh. I got like a weird feedback. Oh boy, you guys are shopping it up today. Zion. Um. <clears throat> yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week. I mean, the playmaking. I think he might be able to play make a little better than people would give him credit for. But when you got Bledsoe, Lonzo, Ingram there, a bunch of guys who have the ball in their hands, I mean, it's tough for him to really play make on himself. Uh, hopefully when they get rid of Lonzo, I still don't love Bledsoe there. I'm assuming they're going to get rid of Lonzo, but hopefully they're able to get him the ball a little bit more. But I'd agree. I know I know you've said it a couple times. Jaws looking like the better pick between the two. I'd agree, but I think the ceiling on Zion is still pretty high, and it's early. Uh, Boosh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Word. You got any thoughts on Zion? Um, he was averaging 20 points a game for like the, for uh, only Jordan's been doing that. I saw that stat the other day. Or was that today? Yeah. The ceiling is the roof with him. You're so shot. Uh, what about, what about Trey Young? You guys high on the Hawks or what? Hawks have gotten a lot better defensively this year. Clint Capella was a huge ad. Clint Capella was a huge ad for them. So uh, I like the Hawks a lot this year. They still haven't had. which for a team that's been out of it since they had like the Millsap Horford type years will be really nice. So yeah, I like the Hawks this year. Trey Young Young surpasses 400 career three points, 159th career game. That's the fewest to reach 400 threes since the three point eight are dates back to 1979-80. So he's been balling out, but not really that great on the defense end. They lost last night to the Mavs, and the Mavs were on a six-game losing streak. I was shitting on Luka Doncic yesterday, so I don't know if he listened to my pod or what. But, bro, like, you're like, coming out to be the favorite of uh, the MVP, and you've been really just underperforming and looking like you just been more into the food than really competing and being a good basketball player, in my opinion. Fucking Luka Donut, as fucking Chewy would call him. So, yeah, bro, I'm being real hard on him. And you win a game last night. I mean, a lot of this has to do with Porzingis just being fucking selly, in my opinion. Like, I don't know what's good with Porzingis, but 
this dude might as well just head back to the fucking European League because I, I, I don't want to watch him play in the NBA anymore. He's fucking sorry as hell. And I'm fucking sad that Mark Cuban thinks, oh, dude, yeah, Luka and K K KP are going to be the truth. Yeah, Luka's been carrying this dude, and now he's fucking eating donuts. He can't carry him anymore. So I think this whole dude being in the fucking MVP conversation, and I love Luka Doncic, but, bro, if I had to rank him right now, he's probably fucking 10th. I mean, shit, he's probably below James Harden, and I fucking hate James Harden. Like, Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis, Mavericks. I don't know if they make it, if they can make it back. I hope the Wizards can make it back. But the Mavericks, they've been selling hardcore. Wow, that was aggressive. Um, Porzingis hasn't looked good. I think he's. I think he came back from the injury a little early because they were looking so bad because he doesn't really look right out there. I mean, like... I've uh, I've done my fair share of hating on Porzingis in the past, but when the dude's healthy, he can ball. Bro, of that this is my fucking thing with him, though. How many times have we said this about, oh, man, he come back a little early? Then don't come back. Why the Because he came back and was like, I'm 100% ready to go, and you're out of here looking like that? Bro, you're not 100%. Maybe, maybe he's not 100%. Maybe he is, and he's looked terrible. I would just go... Under the impression, like, I've seen him at 100%. The dude's running around out there blocking shots. Like, he's not doing that right now. Like, he's not getting up like that. But the flip side is, he's not healthy very much. So, like, if you're going to shit on him, I guess that's fair. He's not healthy a lot of the time. He's very rarely been healthy. He hasn't really had, like, a full season playing, like, 70-plus games, I don't think, ever. So, yeah, it's going to be – it's honestly it might be tough for the Mavs to climb back. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to – I still got to make him, like, the at least, very least a play in, like, 10 out of 15 teams. That would be a – absolutely abysmal season if they were bottom five in the west i'd be very sorry bush you got any thought on the mavs or what luka Doncic, which by the way i'm shitting on him more than kristaps but kristaps ain't great it just uh, like kristaps can't really stay on the court and i don't know he doesn't look like any he was in New York, like I, I don't see that that unicorn in him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like he hasn't been. Like, I, I don't know. I just I don't see that that what he was in New York at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's been killing me for sure because he's definitely got to be Luca's Batman, and that hasn't been the fucking case, or Robin, whatever you want to call it. That hasn't been the case, and Luca's been really disappointing for me. And guy who had winning the MVP, I think he's got no shot. I mean, they'd have to really come back, and he'd really have to go off. I mean, we went through his numbers, and they're all right, but, like, bro, not all right when you're fucking on a six-game losing streak and really... That's the post of Thunder Blunder, bro. And uh, I was checking that out. Of course, it's for my OKC uh, Thunder. Like, it is kind of absurd to see all the dudes that they've had fact that they have not been able to at least make a finals with any of those guys is still not great oh yeah no you want to win a championship with that picture so I mean, that, that was like hold, names on there. So I just want to say here now, out of all the people in this, I need to get who you are most upset has not won an NBA championship. I know what you're gonna say, but just go ahead because I'm gonna shit on him for not. Oh, then we're gonna have to carve out the rest of the time I'm on here and argue about this, and you're gonna lose that argument. But Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, of course. You know, see, my knock on a lot of people on this list is that they're. 
that great of NBA players and have not won a championship. <clears throat> Chris Paul, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, particularly Melo. Like, Melo, to me, out of all these guys, is the one that I look at and with all these incredible statistics, had plenty of opportunities, plenty of places to go out and potentially okay. win okay. Okay. an NBA okay. championship, and he's fallen short his entire career. This. His Let's entire career. Let's do this. When Denver Nuggets? Denver Nuggets? Okay. So, uh, then wanted to be with the Knicks. Then wanted to be with the Knicks. Wanted to be the guy, right? Just like Harden wanted to be the guy. Wasn't able to be the guy. Then had to go some other places. Fell out of the league. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Never won a championship. Okay. Mute yourself real quick. Um, Here's what we're going to do. Nothing after the Knicks, I'm counting. If you want to knock him for anything on the Rockets, the Trailblazers, the Thunder, like, yeah, go ahead. Those weren't those weren't great years. If you want to knock him for that, like, yeah, those aren't great. If you're talking when he was leading teams, leading teams, tell me right now, who was the best player he played with? Just whoever you want to say it was on the Nuggets or Knicks. Who was his best teammate? Hey, you want me to unmute myself for this? And, oh, yeah, yeah. by the way, you, want me, you sound like Skip Bayless right now. Who was his best player that he had? Bro, this is my thing. You, when no, no, no. Answer AI. the question. You, you're not going to get out of it like the MVP thing. Answer the question. Who, who's, who's his best teammate that he ever played with in the Nuggets or Knicks? Here? Did he have Amari Stoudemire ever? Yeah. Okay, so that was probably one of his oh, best chances. Oh, Amari okay. Stoudemire my, year. My next point would be, I would say there's a very good point that in terms of how they played with him, Boosh is right. On his best teammate ever was J.R. Smith. And I will rest my case and on AI. that. that the I mean, first player AI, you had to yeah. say that his best teammate was he was. I mean, AI in an individual year was probably better. What I would say is the best teammate by far he ever played with was Chauncey Billups in 2009 when they made the Western hey, Conference Rich. Finals. Billups, and they had yeah. a great year. Lost to Kobe in six. Rich, who's your favorite NBA player? Carmelo Anthony? Yeah. All time? Not AI? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so, and, and I love no. Melo. I think Melo's great. But I've I've been on you before I even started potting with this with Melo. It's like, bro... If that's what Melo is, which he is an all-time, probably a walk-in Hall of Famer, can he at least, and now it's tougher because obviously he's older. He's just a piece to a potential championship run. But, like, the whole knock-on Harden for me is similar to my knock-on Melo. Like, when you had your prime years to go out and compete for an NBA championship, you did nothing. We agree there. We agree there. Where we don't agree is, like, I agree. There's only, at any point in time, maybe tops three, tops four guys you can like be like, best player on a championship team. He's getting us there. Like I would, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yeah, Melo was that. Like he could, he clearly wasn't that. Like, like if you're that, then you're LeBron James, and you take those Cavs teams to the finals. Like Melo didn't do that. I'm not saying he's LeBron James, but I'm also not gonna knock him for not winning a championship because I think if he had a second piece like he did for one year of like a last year of his prime Chauncey Billups. They got to the Western conference finals, lost the eventual Lakers. That's the best teammate he ever had. Amari had half a good year. Then was washed. J.R. Smith is a great six man, but a volume shooter, not like a second option. Allen Iverson and Melo were put up great numbers together, but that was not a match made in heaven in terms of defense. It's like great on offense, not on defense. My only point is on that team too, right? No, nah, Kenneth Fareed was uh, after the mellow years. Who's the big man on like the Lawson Nay, Nay, probably. Marcus Camby. Hey, um, Rich, if you go and look at that picture and had to rank those guys that haven't won a championship on there, where would Melo rank for you? Like, 
all-time rankings, it's tough because their career, some of them are very early in their careers, but like Melo's not finishing all-time higher than Harden or Durant or Westbrook. I think it's interesting when you look at just that picture, and then if you wanted to expand it all-time, yeah, I think Melo's even up there for me all-time when you look outside of that picture of guys that didn't win a championship that probably should have, but just looking at that picture, I'd probably say Melo, then Harden for me. Of guys that I'm just most disappointed haven't won a championship yet. Sick, that's the most biased shit I've ever heard. Melo wasn't an MVP candidate. Your boy's a multiple time running in like the MVP MVP winner. He's not your most disappointed that hasn't won a ring. Melo is. You're not gonna throw Westbrook in the mix there in the MVP voting, has it? No, I know. I'm saying he's been like in the voting. He was second in 2012, 2013. I'm saying Russell Westbrook is like an MVP for multiple years in the MVP voting, and you're not gonna be disappointed that he didn't win a ring. Yeah, I'm. I'm a hundred. Yeah, of course I'm disappointed. Russ hasn't won a ring, but I think Russ is a different type of player than James Harden and, and Melo. Like I don't think Russ is the type of guy that's the type of guy that's dropping the type of points those guys are on a every single night basis. Okay. Yeah, like, like that, but that is news to me that you feel that way, but I'll take that. Um yeah, I would say that it'll go if we're just talking all-time rankings, I'll say it's so tough. Like there's a very good chance Paul George finishes higher in the all-time rankings than Melo. We'll see how the rest of his career goes, but it, it's so Paul tough to judge right now, but Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot Chris See, I don't have the picture in front of me. Chris Paul's absolutely yeah. going to finish higher than Melo without a doubt. Yeah. I think Chris Paul probably, too, would be up there for me. Probably maybe above Harden, guys who haven't won a ring. Um, Yeah, because he's just so late in his career. Like, he's like, no matter what you want to say, like, Harden, his particular position will be, he'll never get past Kobe or Jordan in terms of rankings. It'll be, I think there's a debate for just play style or, like, just player if he's better than Dwayne Wade, but he probably won't get the accolades Dwayne Wade did. But, like, at the end of the day, Steph Curry – or, sorry, Chris Paul's like, right up there with, like, Steph Curry, Magic Johnson, I guess John Stockton. Like, he's, like, the greatest of his position. So that's real disappointing for him. He didn't get a ring. All right, last thing, and then I want your guys' – su- then I got I want your guys' Super Bowl scores, and then you can bounce. Uh, I think it's cool when I see things that we talk about on here and then I see more it come up again in the in the sports news where I saw Darko Milicic blast Rudy Gobert. Quote, if, Go- if Gobert is worth that much money, then our Joker should sign a contract for $500 million. Uh, yeah, what did he do? $500 million? Yeah. That's how much better he is than Rudy. Like, okay, is this $500 million? Can you read this? You have to ask what 500 million is? I can't. Yes, that's 500 million. Okay, good. I just wanted to confirm because I suck at math. Um, um, wait, he said Yoke, he's saying Jokic should get 500 million if Gobert gets that? Yeah, because he got like a 211 and we shit on, and Shaq shit on him and then he had 26 and 20 or whatever it was. Like, I don't know. Is Go- Gobert overpaid? Probably, but he's definitely going to get paid to be a big man in the league when there isn't guys out there able to do what he can do on the defense. They're playing every single night, so I don't know. He's that is just he is solely he is solely <laughs> responsible for the Pistons being where they are today. They got the number two pick and then won a ring a year later. If that guy had just been Dwayne Wade in that same draft, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch, or Carmelo Anthony, that Pistons legacy would have gone on forever with those guys. But it died out because their number two pick sucked, and he played. I think like. 35 games with them or something like that something something terrible um 
yeah, shut up, Darko. Uh, and it's not soccer. We've gone over this last few times. Like, sure, if it was soccer, yeah, Jokic deserves double maybe what Gobert's making if there's no... Yeah, LeBron deserves 90 times whatever the second guy's making. But, like, that's just not how it works. So, shut up, Darko. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, to be honest, like, I know who Darko Milicic is. But if I saw, like, a group of nine pictures and you, you told me I had to point out Darko Milicic... I probably wouldn't be able to do that, like a lineup or whatever. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. All right, uh, yeah, much love, boys, for coming through and talking some sports today. Let me know what you got for a Super Bowl score before you get out of here. Um, I wish I had my boxes that I have in front of me because I'd pick one of the boxes that resulted oh, in me winning. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me give you let me give you this audio recording, Mina Kimes, before you give me your score, and maybe you'll change your boxes. Are you Are you able to change them? No, I can't. You, no, it's always you can't like pick which uh, numbers you're going on. It's the numbers get done after it pulls. Hold on. This is good. I got three and zero for a while. Can you guys hear this? I have a zero and seven. Cheap zero bucks seven. Two and five, not hits if you got those for sure. I don't have it in front of me. I know I got a zero and seven with a Chiefs at zero and a Bucks at seven, which could be a great one just for a first quarter one, whether it's like 10-7, 7-0, something like that. So that could be a nice one. Well, you must have not heard the recording because yeah, that was like good with the odds there. All right, what do you guys got for the uh, – I, I couldn't hear the recording at all. Um, You're shot. I got – Three, uh, 33-21, Chiefs. 33-21, Chiefs. All right. What do you got, Bush? 33-28, Chiefs. I like the 30s. I got a little closer. I think it'll be a little bit closer. All right, a little closer. All right, something about the Bucks. Something about Brady, I'm telling you. All right, we'll link up next week and uh, see, see how the game went. All right, Sounds boys. Sounds good. Sounds All right, boys. Be good. Talk to you later. Peace. All right, take my break. Come on back. Get through my prediction in a few. Be right back on the Seggy Station.